bringing European SaaS together was the initial premise for SaaS Talk. Even in its first year, we outgrew that proposition with attendees from over 30 countries, making it a global conference with a European heart. SaaS Talk will be returning to Dublin in October 2022, and our super early bird tickets are on sale now, saving you 400 euros. Grab yours by visiting sastock.com forward slash sastock dash 2022. Regardless whether it's clients or partners or prospects or you know, applicants, uh, people you want to recruit or other CEOs or other executives, uh, just you know, networking you know builds and gives you ideas and and can, uh, keeps your sanity in the right place and. I think this is uh, this is something very important as well, you know, just networking, increasing the, the people you reach out to every day. Hey everyone, welcome back to the SaaS Revolution show brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth and scale. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, uh, Fred Place, uh, co-founder and CEO of Platform uh, SH. Welcome, Fred. Good morning, Alex. Nice, uh, nice to thank you for having me today. Yeah, yeah, great to great to have you here. You're tuning in from LA, I understand. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I relocated uh, five years ago. I'm uh, I'm from France originally, but uh, I've been in the US for now the yeah last five years. Okay, and did you relocate straight to LA, uh, or, or were you in the Bay Area? What's the reason with uh, Los Angeles? No, it's actually I, I started. Uh, I moved from Paris to San Francisco mm-hmm. back in 2015. Uh, spent five years out there, and in summer, this summer, decided to move to LA, mostly for family reasons. My kid is going to college in uh, in the area. Very nice. Um, uh, and are you you buy. By the beach, like Venice Beach, or like somewhere—I can't remember all the the places in LA, but uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, the beach is always quite close to to any place you are in LA. Yeah, very cool, very good, uh, good stuff. Well, Fred, we we know that you moved from France. Uh, we know that you live in LA. Tell us a little bit more uh, about yourself. Who is Fred Place? Yeah, great. Well, you know, look, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been in tech for since the beginning of my career. I don't want to say when I started; it's too long ago. But um, uh, definitely, you know, um, uh, building companies today, this is a platform message, the, the company I'm currently running is the fourth company I'm, I'm building. And there's been successes, there's been failures, uh, but you know, the platform message story is uh, one of the most exciting ones that we've, uh, we've created. I've actually created three companies with the same co-founders. So um, uh, yeah, you know, just a really exciting, uh, uh, you know, to be in this environment today, you know, the tech ecosystem is blooming and uh, we are surfing the wave. So serial entrepreneur, fourth business, uh, I, I heard there, with some successes and, and some failures. And um, why carry on like fourth business, fifth, you know, I don't know if there will be a fifth business. And, you, you know, is it, what, what is it about uh, being an entrepreneur running businesses that you, I guess kind of uh, excites you and gets you out of bed every day? You know, I think it's about, uh, you know, see, seeing and seizing the opportunity. Uh, and, uh, you know, this has been the, the course of my story. You know, it's not much that I, I predicted. Uh, I potentially could have just uh, built one and, and run with it for 20 years. It's not just the way it, uh, it turned out. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's been good reasons for every transition, but I don't think there's, a, there's so much of a pattern, you know, just uh, 
things happen, opportunities occur, and uh, and uh, there's a lots of uh, lots of human stories as well behind you know those uh, the stories. It's not just companies; it's three people. Uh, and you know this company is special. It's uh, it's great. That's the third company I'm building with the same co-founders, uh, Ori and, and Damien. Ori is our CPO, and Damien is our CTO. Uh, the three of, of us, you know, do a great. Uh, I would say uh, not couple, but uh, trio. Uh, and you know, it's been just fun to you know to to go through this adventure with them. Uh, so tell us a little bit about then your fourth business, Platform SH. Um, why did you start it? You know, what's the founding story? Yeah, well, you know, we, again, with uh, with Ori and Damien, who were uh, at the time very good at uh, making uh, teams really agile. Uh, we've, we had built, uh, you know, a digital agency and a, an open source company where, you know, we, we had a lot of, uh, we were involved in so many projects uh, at the same time, and you know, getting those teams uh, to be agile was something that we really were strong on. But we were always frustrated with the uh, with how cumbersome and frankly quite painful it was to to manage the cloud infrastructure to get there. Um, and so we we built a platform thinking that uh, you know we would serve a lot of digital agencies and we could help them streamline their process with a with a better approach. Uh, and I have to say, it worked beyond expectations. You know, fast forward from. Uh, uh, six years ago, when we started the business, we had 300 of us uh, growing at really fast pace, and uh, you know we we're north of 40 million in AR right now. So you know, just uh, you know, the company has been very successful from from day one, and we are serving a purpose, helping developers to do a better job every every day, and you know this is exciting for us. Amazing! So I heard north of 40 million ARR there. Uh, congrats! And uh, you, you're also your venture backs is not bootstraps. Uh, is that, that correct? Yeah. Um, uh, what what round uh, is that? Series B, Series C? Yeah, well, you know the the yeah, absolutely. That would be Series B. Series, series B. B. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, good stuff. And so we're largely going to talk about uh, Platform SH launching uh, in the US today. Um, where, as I understand that you 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 mentioned, but like off the podcast, uh, roughly about fifty percent of the company's revenues are, are coming from the US market. Um, and, and we'll go through a bit of a step by step guide. So. You said um, the company's platform SH was formed six years ago, but you moved to the US uh, five years ago. So did you move quite early to the US? And what were the reasons? Like, why... Why did you move so early? What was the what did the company look like at the time? Was, you know, how how many employees, revenue, etc.? At the time, I think we were 25 of us when, when I decided to move. But really, you know, we from day one, uh, we were not launching a platform, uh, you know, a, a product for for France or for Europe or for the US. We were just thinking uh, development ecosystems and uh, open source ecosystems. And quite frankly, there's no border. You know, this is just a global ecosystem, uh, and you know, with contributors from all over the place. And uh, <clears throat> it's been our launchpad, really. Uh, and so, you know, for us, it's been super natural to to just uh, you know think our business as a global business rather than a uh, a local one. All the more as, you know, we're very lucky in this industry, you know, developers all speak English. Uh, they are comfortable using a, pl- a platform that actually, you know, which interface is, uh, is in English. Uh, that's not a blocker. That's not a barrier at all. And so you can really, you know, scale your business with one single language, one single UI. And this makes things so much, so much easier. Uh, so, you know, we, um, we started to get traction from day one from the U.S., uh, and it's been clear from you know day one that you know this was going to be our major major market. So for me to move a year later was really you know uh, I was so tired of uh, going back and forth. I was just um, traveling all the time, 
Uh, and uh, also very excited from a personal standpoint, you know, from a business standpoint, it made absolute sense to, to go to the US from a personal standpoint. I've always been very attracted by, uh, by the culture, by the people, by also giving the opportunity to my kids to actually learn a second language, uh, be exposed to a different culture. So all this was, uh, was, was to me a, a no brainer. And so decided to, to go to summer school. Yes, as, as you said, you know, one year after the, uh, the launch of the platform, once I figured that, uh, there was a product market fit and you know we we had a chance so that's uh, that's how it uh, it worked for me awesome and often it is that the 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 customer pool the size of the market i mean us is the biggest market right in terms of uh, spend and software yeah. um, and, and uh, makes a lot of sense what we see what we uh, what i did see probably like you know 5 6 years ago when you moved to the us was that it, you, you know european uh, founded saas companies when they kind of got to a million revenue or series a would then look at sending the CEO over to the Bay Area, uh, and either because the you, you know uh, well the customers were there or the VCs were selling them. That was kind of the way. Nowadays, we're seeing like I think twenty twenty one or the the kind of I, I don't know if we are post COVID quite yet. We, we, it's still uh, kind of around, right? But um, but we're seeing a lot of European SaaS companies that are born in Europe staying in Europe, um, and like the CEOs kind of staying in Europe. Um, have you ever thought um, uh, about like if you were born a few years later or formed a few years later, whether that would have been the case or, or is that, I guess, kind of ir- irrelevant? Uh, no, I think that's a very relevant question. I think, you know, the, the world has drastically changed. The uh, interesting fact about us is, you know, way before COVID, we, are, we were already a distributed company where the uh, default setup was uh, working from home. Uh, and so today, our 300 people are all working from home. Uh, and home is 36 different countries. Uh, so that tells us something about how distributed we are. We are really, really truly international. Uh, we take talents where they are. We don't care where they actually are located. Uh, and we can make an offer to pretty much anyone on this planet. So this is um, uh, with a couple of restrictions. My security team would yell at me if I didn't mention that, uh, you know, we're trying to stay away from Russia and China today for, for political reasons. Uh, Iran, a couple of countries are exceptions, but you know, the rest of the world is, is uh, we, can, we can work with anybody. And um, uh, you know, this is, uh, so I could technically work from, from pretty much anywhere. Um, and I would still run the team, you know, if I was in Tombouctou or if I'm in Paris or in, in LA, it doesn't make much of a difference except for the time when I work. Um, you know, cause we, we haven't, uh, nobody has, uh, has cracked uh, the time zone difference issue which is really the one issue that we face when, when facing a, a global business here. But, you know, to your question, you know, is, is it a good, uh, you know, a good idea for the CEO to actually be in the US and drive the company? I think the answer is quite different from six years ago. Uh, yes, uh, San Francisco six years ago was the, uh, um, the uh, you know, must be place uh, in tech, uh, especially if you're running a, you know, something like we are very much close to the infrastructure and the cloud ecosystem and that cloud ecosystem was born in, uh, in Silicon Valley. So it made a lot of sense for us, you know, for networking purposes to understand really the dynamics to be, you know, in where things happen. Uh, it made a lot of sense six years ago. Now, <clears throat> I think the world is quite different. You know, I still think there's a lot of reasons for a founder to go to the US because not being, I mean, being on the place, being on the spot, exposes you to you know, understanding the culture better. You're going to do a better job at recruiting uh, local talents because you understand them better. You, know, you live and breathe the US and, and you get the market much, much better and clearer if you actually are on the spot. Uh, so to me, you know, it still makes a lot of sense if you're going to 
uh, be focusing on the US market as your primary market to actually live in the US. Now, where do you live in the US? That's a different question. Uh, San Francisco is gorgeous. I love San Francisco. It's also extremely expensive. And you know, today there's just basically zero meetup and uh, almost zero opportunity to meet people besides Zoom. Uh, so, you know, and still, as you said, Alex, I think we're going past COVID, but you know, the, the habits have changed and people just uh, tend to give you a Zoom link instead of a, uh, a physical meeting <coughs> opportunity. Mm. So do you need to be an SF today? I'm not sure, really. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, do you need to be in the US if you're a founder that actually uh, focuses on the US market? I would say absolutely you should. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's talk through, I mean, uh, some of the steps that you've taken to make Platform SH uh, uh, a success in the US, you know, from that launch to, I guess, kind of where you are now and 50% of your revenues, um, you know, coming from there. Obviously, I think one of the, the steps and one of the, the reasons for the success is you being there. I think we, we probably uh, uh, sort of uh, covered that. Um, but maybe take me through uh, and, and the audience through uh, a couple of those steps, which you, you think have been critical uh, to, to your success? Well, you know, I think the first, the first thing is uh, you want to work on your value prop. Uh, and you really need to have a chance in, in the US in a very, very busy, crowded market where nobody's expecting you already. Uh, if you don't come up with a, a crystal clear value prop that is differentiated, um, it's going to be difficult. And, you know, I think it doesn't mean that you don't want to go to the US. It doesn't mean that you don't want to focus on the US, but you really want to start with that, starting with just being clearly differentiated. If you're just a me too, your chances of success are zero. Uh, so, you know, getting that clarity, you know, is here set that down, but I think this is a starting point, you know, that's, you know, just coming up with something different, something that you can uh, show as a differentiator, and then you can keep iterating until you get that right and you get actual product market fit. But, you know, this is a starting point, having something differentiated that makes sense. Uh, and until you don't have that, there's no really point in just, you know, getting a sales team or getting, you know, just extra means or customer success. You know, this is the first step is marketing. First step is get that message right. And you can build on that. Uh, second step, once you get this right, is, uh, you know, recruitment. Uh, get the right people, get the right teams, uh, you know, and, and focusing on getting the right people on board that stuff. Uh, very often, you're not going to get the, the final people. Uh, you, you'll have to go step by step, progressively upgrade. Some people will make the journey with you. Some people won't. That's okay. Uh, you need to start where you can. Uh, you know, if you don't have a brand, uh, an employer brand, nobody's expecting you. So, you know, you can't get the top, top, top talents out there. So you have to do your best to get the best people you can and work with them and and some will just increase and improve and go along the way and some won't do the journey, that's okay. You know, they'll, they still get a, a valuable experience working with you and, you know, that's not the end of the world. So, so you know, I think, you know, the second step really is, uh, is uh, focus on recruitment. Uh, I still would say, you know, then once you've done that, you know, you've got a starting team. I, I personally, I, I didn't come in as the first uh, employee in the US. I had a couple of employees already, I think between five and 10. Uh, employees when I came and I recruited them from from Europe. You can do that; it's actually doable. Uh, you know, and you do back and forth, but you 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 can do that. So start recruiting from Europe. Get uh, you know a basic team, and and then you know potentially that's the right time to to relocate again. Uh, you know, I think there's no better way uh, to to understand the culture and the country than uh, just live it every day and breathe it every day. 
Uh, and then, you know, uh, it's all about persistence and uh, you're going to cheat from time to time. Uh, that's okay. Sometimes it's going to be really cool and really rewarding as well. Uh, you know, it's been, for me, this whole journey has been a roller coaster, and that's probably why I like it. Uh, I think it's totally worth it. Uh, but, you know, persistence is really the first quality in my mind of an entrepreneur and somebody that wants to start in, in the US because it's tough. You know, it's just, it just, it's tough. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's difficult to find your, your bridge. There's a ton of competition out there, a ton of really smart people that want to succeed. Very hardworking. Uh, so, you know, uh, can't be underestimated, but uh, but this is totally worth it and, and persistent is paying off. Uh, and, you know, maybe the last step is, uh, or the piece of advice I would, you know, give is uh, networking is really, really critical. Uh, you know, I would say spend some time every day at networking, at meeting new people, Regardless whether it's clients or partners or prospects or you know, applicants, uh, people you want to recruit or other CEOs or other executives, uh, just you know, networking you know builds and gives you ideas and and you know, keeps your sanity in the right place. And I think this is uh, this is something very important as well. You know, just networking, increasing the the people you reach out to every day, having some time dedicated to that makes a lot of sense. Uh, awesome! Th- thanks for sharing that. I want to, two two things I want to pick up. You mentioned uh, obviously about some of the toughness, right, and in, in, in some of the the, the challenges uh, there uh, would be uh, good to know and learn. Maybe some of the biggest challenges uh, that you face, but also on that point that you make uh, about or the advice about networking, uh, and uh, and also to the point uh, what you said and what we're experiencing right now in in the uh, I guess end of twenty twenty one. Where people would rather send you a Zoom link than you, you know actually being in a I, I don't know some sort of physical event or sort of like meetups in in some cases right so how so two questions what are some of the biggest challenges you face uh, and the other one around networking how do you do networking now uh, given that we're mostly virtual and remote and and so on. Well, you know, let's start with the second one, if that's okay. You know, I, you yeah. know networking, you know, I, I take every opportunity. You know, I, I never refuse. I not, never turn down a meeting. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying on those meetings to, you know, to to uh, connect, bring value. Uh, sometimes I'm, 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 I'm getting back, you know, some value. Uh, most of the time I am. Um, and, uh, you know, but, you know, it's a, it's a give first uh, approach. I think, you know, that, that, that's, uh, that, that's what works best. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm ta- really I'm, I'm taking all opportunities, and I'm trying to stay out there and, and have some time dedicated on my agenda to just uh, meet up people and sometimes reach out to people, and so even on LinkedIn or you know sometimes you know just uh, connecting with somebody that knows somebody that I can you know use to actually uh, get in between and uh, uh, and you know just uh, try to go to meetups uh, when when they still occur, which uh, you know it's been less uh, in the past, but you know it's coming back. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a few more now uh, and. Excited to actually be, you know, back in person. Uh, you know, I'm I'm talking to a lot of VCs and I'm asking intros from them uh, a lot. Uh, you know, we we are at a stage where, you know, with 40 million, you're getting you're getting some sort of uh, interest from VCs all the time. And you know, every time they say, "I can help you," you know, I say, "Please give me an intro to somebody you think is is relevant for my business." And uh, actually, this is this is great because VCs are well connected and uh, uh, and they take the point because they want to, you know, they want to. Uh, you know, stay in touch and, and be there whenever something meaningful for them happens. And so leveraging VCs has worked very well for me as, uh, you know, please do me an intro to somebody who's, who you think is meaningful, whoever it can be, you know, a portfolio CEO of, your, of yours or 
or you know somebody that you think could be interested in my business um, as as a as a customer, and you know that worked really well. So so uh, you know just uh, take the opportunities that you have. But you know I think uh, setting some time aside on your agenda, this is one of the best things I've done as as organizing my agenda personally. Uh, now to your second question, you know difficulties. I think I touched them most of them. You know what uh, I'm talking about experience here. So yep. you know what I'm saying. You know getting a crystal clear value prop. It's nothing easy. And we've iterated and iterated and you know, for the first four years, we didn't get it. And I think now we get it. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a crisp uh, value prop. We know exactly who we're, who we're targeting at in terms of customers, but it took us uh, almost four years to absolutely have clear ideas on who is the perfect customer for us. Uh, so, you know, four years, right? So that's not easy. Uh, recruitment, you know, we are, we are becoming attractive uh, as a company, we're getting now uh, 6,000 resumes a quarter on average. So this is very nice. You know, we're seeing, uh, you know, the reality of uh, what is an employer brand. But, you know, in the first place, I didn't get zero, didn't receive any resume, right? I had to go for them and I had to, to go after people. So it was a very different place to be. And so this, you know, takes time as well. But, you know, improving there at some point, you, know, you, you get to a system where, Things become easier, uh, and you know, again, persistent is uh, is what's needed. So, so you know, um, all the points I touched earlier, I thought they were hard, and and we did fight hard to actually get through. Awesome, awesome. Um, uh, what about like in terms of support that you received in launching in the US, um, whether through VCs or your network, uh, and and with that, what advice or, or, or really good advice did you get? about how to make it like, does, does it differ in terms of any of the steps that you, you kind of uh, out, outlaid uh, sort of there? Yeah, I, 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 love to, uh, I love to network with other CEOs and, um, and have meaningful conversations. You know, I think, you know, um, CEO is a, you know, both a, and I, I've got amazing co-founders, so I'm super lucky, but you know, you still feel alone from time to time. You've got those decisions to make and that's only you that can make them. And, uh, and that's hard and sharing and, and having conversation with our CEOs just uh, really helps for your moral. Uh, you know, you're, you're just thinking that, okay, well, I'm not alone in this world uh, having the same issues uh, and sharing and discussing on, on ways to actually solve those problems. We are all facing the same problems over, you know, over and over again. So, so that level of uh, networking with our CEOs to me has been really precious. And people that had, had been to the US earlier than I had and had this experience on how to crack the market getting there their feedback, their tips, their, their advice has been, it's been really awesome. I think, you know, the comes down to a couple of things, but, you know, I think the, the first thing is, you know, you don't want to duck yourself. You want to, uh, you know, you shouldn't be too impressed. You know, it's always, it's quite impressive to, for, for Europeans to go to the U S because, you know, they are very, um, uh, you know, I, I, especially on the West coast, I would say, but, you know, they're, they're great. I mean, they are, very easy speaking, uh, you know, they, they're natural orators. Uh, they, um, you know, they have a lot of self-confidence self as well. And us Europeans, probably less of that. And so it can be impressive. And I think, you know, we, we shouldn't be impressed because at the end of the day, there's a lot that we, we as Europeans know and, and, and we're very savvy as well. And there's just no, no reason to be impressed, right? So, you know, we should uh, believe in ourselves, uh, you know, and just do it, be bold and, uh, and take risks. and. I think life rewards uh, the risk takers, uh, and uh, and so taking risk is good. Definitely, I uh, agree with that. Um, as a fellow entrepreneur, uh, um, 
What is your favorite business book or what book are you, you so currently uh, reading at the moment? Uh, <clears throat> my, my favorite one is The Art Thing About Art Things, which is a very well-known bestseller. Uh, I, I just love the, love the business lessons. Uh, it's amazing. It's very real. And uh, when I read that, you know, every page was resonating with me. And I kept that. I, I think I read it twice or three times, which I never, I almost never read business books. Mm -hmm. That one is special. And uh, there's a lot of rap quotes in there as well that I, <laughs> I just love. The rap quotes by themselves are, are worth reading. Um, and so, no, just a, a really great book some, and something you can learn from as well. So, so uh, I would encourage uh, you know, people to take a look. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, a great one. Uh, Fred, where, where can people find you uh, online um, if they want to reach out or follow you on social? Uh, well, you, Fred Pless is my Twitter uh, and they can just reach out by email fpless. Uh, so my first name, first letter, F for Fred. Place, my last name, P-L-A-I-S at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Fred, uh, thanks so much for taking some time out today, uh, tuning in from uh, L.A., um, so thanks so much, Fred Place, uh, CEO, co-founder, Platform SH, uh, for being on the SaaS Revolution show. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, Alex. Thanks for having thanks. me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS Doc conferences around the world.